The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. Hi there! Welcome to episode 107 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The Super NES was home to many of the best games ever made, and a showcase for some very interesting franchise evolutions. Few were as impactful and effective as the further adventures of Samus Aran. Put on your high jump boots, because tonight we listen to the music of Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Hello there, Matt. What's up, Chris? I'm uh, I'm talking a little less exuberantly because, well, we're listening to Metroid, Super Metroid music, which is <laughs> super serious. It is super. It's super, super serious business. Good. <laughs> oh, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> oh boy, this is a uh, this is going to be a hard one for me to get my headspace into tonight because I've been playing very different games from this and not listening to music <laughs> that sounds anything like this for like the last week or two so it's uh i've actually been playing through mario rpg <laughs> you know something <laughs> okay so before the show we were talking about setting up my retro pry i had some problems with so i had to kind of you know wipe and start again i'm still having problems but whatever and one of the things i made sure to put on it was mario rpg because you know, we we had the, the dual episode, and I just, I want to play it so bad. But we're not here for that. No, no, we're not. We're not here for that. Uh, we're here for Super Metroid, which is, uh, in my top ten, yes. all time, one of the most perfect video games ever made. Uh, one and, of the, absolutely. One of the examples of what can be accomplished in the medium that's different from uh, other mediums. You know, <laughs> storytelling through gameplay is... Uh, is a remarkable feat where a lot of games tend to rely on things like cutscenes to tell the story. Uh, yeah. Super Metroid's story is what you're doing. And it's freaking magical. It's one of the best games ever created in the history of mankind, and its soundtrack is killer. So, let's get to work. Matt, hit us yes, with some Metroid history. Certainly. Super Metroid was released in March 1994 in Japan, and one month later in the United States. A direct follow-up to Metroid 2 Return of Samus for Game Boy, Super Metroid set the new standard in adventure platforming games. Samus was granted new moves allowing for more traversal options than ever before. The visuals were head and shoulders above most of what was available at the time, and the soundtrack provided a cinematic atmosphere unmatched in its day. Super Metroid picks up immediately after the events of Metroid 2, showing Samus returning to the space station where she left the baby Metroid for studying. They had sent out a distress call. And the source of said distress was the surprise return of Ridley from the first Metroid game. From there, the game takes you on a journey to explore the rest of the planet Zebus, discovering strange new locales, screen-filling monsters, and simply some of the best game design ever put together. The game's soundtrack was composed jointly by Kenji Yamamoto and Minako Hamano, 
Yamamoto is known for his work on things like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for NES, the Metroid Prime games, and the wonderful Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Nintendo Wii. Hamano's career also includes her work on the Metroid Prime games, as well as Wario Land Shake It, Tetris DS, and things like the uh, wonderful games like The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. This soundtrack is what put the two of them on the map as far as I can tell, and rightfully so. It's an atmospheric masterpiece through and through, and I don't want to waste another second not listening to it, but we're going <laughs> to. What's your history with Super Metroid, Matt? <laughs> oh my goodness, I have never heard of the game. I'm just kidding. Ah. uh if you're a fan of the show and you've listened at least once or twice you've heard me go on and on about how much i love this game um i didn't directly own it uh but i definitely borrowed it a lot from my friend i think i swear from the moment you touched down on the planet i was in love with the game it just it looks beautiful in my opinion it still holds up i was playing it very very recently it absolutely like. does it is art direction in this game is flawless absolutely <laughs> um i i devoured this game it was i think one of the first games i'd ever played where there was like a hundred percent ratio and you know that starts that completionist in a gamer and so I, th- I think this might have been that game that, that started me on that, well, I've got to get all achievements. i got to get all trophies. The game's 100%. What do you mean it's 101%? I have to get that 1%. You know, I loved every aspect of, like, oh, I can't get there yet. Like, this is the first time I, you know, really, truly understood the concept of I have to come back, you know? And so, oh, man, I devoured this game. And still, as an adult, it's on the, the Nintendo Switch um, online, and I... I started it up recently because, quite frankly, it's such a great game. It has such, in my opinion, it has such a great replay value. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and, and I think it's always for me going to be a game that, if I want just like a nice piece of nostalgia, uh, I'm going to go to it because I I I. One of the reasons why I say it holds up, obviously for gameplay, like I just said, to play replay replayability, but the art. The, the graphics, everything holds up. It, it To me, some old, like if I go back to some old games, like I'll play the original Metroid and I'm like, oh, this is cute, you know. But I'm so spoiled by, you know, some of the stuff I'm playing nowadays, you know, in the, in the current uh, genre, uh, uh, generation rather. But this is definitely a game that I can always go back to and I'm never going to think like, oh, these graphics are, you know what I mean? Or the sound is, uh. no, it's, it's, a, it's a total package. Yeah, there are very few seems in this you know that 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 kind of poke through and say okay well that's yeah. a good way of putting it. It, it it's it's so thoroughly and brilliantly pieced together it's just um it's just a gosh dang delight <laughs> it's a ding dang delight <laughs> <laughs> and delight's a, a weird word to put it but really it's uh, true yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a bit dour but it's oh uh, it's so moody yeah i uh I was a huge fan of the original Metroid, not just because of the um, because of the game itself, but because of its atmosphere. I loved the character. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, the the world. I loved the design of Metroids. I thought Mother Brain was super cool. I yeah. was fascinated by the original Metroid. Mm-hmm. I was uh, equally fascinated by Metroid Two, which I just thought was just just amazing. Uh, with this Game Boy game that uh, I got to play on my Super Game Boy, and I just thought it was so so damn cool. But I was in a CVS near my house, and I saw on the cover of a magazine a single screenshot 
which was Samus standing in front of that statue with Grade and Ridley and Dragon mm. and whatnot on mm-hmm. it. And it just said, Super Metroid, how does Nintendo make games this good? And I was like, <laughs> what? There's a book, what? And I opened it up and I poured over these pages and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. That my favorite thing that's ever happened in the world of video games was that jump from 8-bit to 16-bit. You know, seeing yeah. Mecha Man to Mecha Man X or Super Mario 3 to Super Mario World, uh, Legend of Zelda to A Link to the Past. I loved that that transition so much and when it finally came to metroid i couldn't believe what i was seeing so that's still shots you know (laughs) that's one thing oh yeah the game finally came out and i think like a few days before it came out i went to i was at the mall with my family and i went into electronics boutique and i asked about um super metroid when they were getting it and the guy that was working there at the time, a gentleman named Wes, uh, who's still in the area, still selling video games, was great. Wes, is a good dude. Um, he uh, he asked if I wanted to try it out, and I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" And I got to <laughs> play the very beginning of the game in the store, uh, not with the intro sequence, just uh, starting from this, the ship in the rain. And I I just I pressed a couple of buttons, I moved left, I moved right, and I I gave the controller back and I said, I will buy this as soon as I have the, like, the second I have the money, I will buy this. I don't want to see an ounce more of it until I get it into my house and I can experience it at home. And he totally understood, he was super nice about it, it was the coolest thing. And um, when I took it home, uh, and that whole intro sequence where it it shows the ending to Metroid and the ending to Metroid 2 redone in 16-bit yeah, graphics, albeit yeah. in black and white. I was like, oh my god! And the way it was all displayed with the, the ship flying into Sierra Station and it looked like a movie. It was... Uh, the sound design. Not just the music, but the sound design. You get into that, that ship and you hear Samus's footprints. Or when you get onto the planet and she's running in the rain and her footsteps make little splashes. You know, there's these these little details all over this game that make everything seem so dire, but but alive and freaky and wonderful and beautiful and hideous. And the game's a it's just a masterpiece. And I've I've gone on and on and on about how the way the game ends and how the game somehow communicates to you through sound that that giant Metroid that eats everything was the baby Metroid and it tries to kill you before it remembers who you are. Then it gets sad and runs away and it's the whole sequence is amazing (laughs) and done without a single word of dialogue completely gets across the story through gameplay and sound design. And it is, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, I like this game (laughs) quite a bit. I like this game quite a bit. I, I I hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's get to work, shall we? Let's let's yes, start please. listening to these things. So uh, the first track we are going to listen to, um, you heard the title screen music over the uh, opening credits. So the first song we're going to listen to properly. Uh, uh, just want to shout out the the title screen music is a wonderful reimagining of the NES Metroid theme by Hip Tanaka. Uh, except it doesn't doesn't have that second part that was really pretty. It's just the creepy. I thought that was mm-hmm. a really cool choice for this because, you know, when the the title screen comes up, you're looking at a bunch of dead bodies around the the Metroid, uh, the, the the baby Metroid. So it's like, yeah, it's there's a good reason they didn't go to that second part of the song, and the first part is 
this particular iteration of it is so extra creepy. Like, it was pretty creepy in Hip Tanaka's version, but uh, what Yamamoto and Hamano did with this uh, really set the stage for what was going to come for the rest of the soundtrack. And so this is a theme of Super Metroid uh, that we're going to listen to, and this is the music that plays over... Uh, basically the story sequence where they're they're recapping what happened in the first two games uh and then what happened after metroid 2 after the um you destroy the metroid queen and there's one last little baby metroid and instead of killing it you're like i'm not gonna kill this thing it's a baby it's adorable (laughs) you take it with you and you bring it back to the science station and the scientists start um Uh, doing experiments on it they learn a whole bunch of stuff about the metroid species and then there's a distress signal and that's where this song abruptly stops which is not how we're going to play it here it's going to fade out because you know it's a track it's a soundtrack but anyways let's give it a listen here is theme of super metroid from super metroid enjoy
that is theme of Super Metroid, and it yeah it gives me chills to this day. Ah, uh, the first time it comes in with that, you know, it's it fades in with that timpani sound and whatnot, and it sounds all serious and whatnot for the first few seconds of the song. I'll never forget what it was like doing this for the first time because you're, you're looking at this and it's showing off a close-up of Samus and you see her eyes blinking beneath the visor and it's like getting this crazy detailed glimpse into something that had only been presented via a black and white Game Boy in an ancient NES game prior to this. And now all of a sudden you've got this amazing detail that you're seeing but what killed it for me and what really again set the stage I know we use that term a lot but it's exactly what it did. It set the stage for what kind of music you were going to get in this experience was when that chorus sound came in. When the, 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 the female chorus comes in uh, with those high notes right at the beginning, it really elevated what this was because you had heard this kind of stuff in Super Nintendo games before you know, with, with Square Enix RPGs and whatnot. There's, there had been voice-type samples in games before, but this particular flavor of um, very female, high, uh, almost like operatic, just this wonderful, chilling uh, vocal sound, which uh, the, this this vocal chorus goes throughout this soundtrack. That that sound sample is used and stretched and and bent to its will for for so many <laughs> of the songs in this in this soundtrack. But when that first bit came in. It was like, oh, what? Because it was, it gave it that sort of cinematic feel. Like this sounded more like a movie soundtrack than just about anything that I remember hearing up until that point, especially out of my Super Nintendo. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a phenomenal, uh, it's a phenomenal song to illustrate what was happening in the game. And again, uh, another thing that we talk about a lot is when music really matches what's happening in the game. And what you've got here is this. You know, sense of dread, sense of hope. You know, in that that when it when it changes to those major major chords, like very briefly there, because it's about you know th- this horrible thing that has been. It's only a horrible thing because it's been used horribly. You know, it's the space pirates <laughs> used the Metroids, and you know where it eventually goes for Metroid Four, where it's like, well, there's a whole ecosystem involved, and they were eating the X parasites, but now that Samus went ahead and eradicated the Metroids, the X parasites are out of control. Blah blah blah. That stuff's super cool, but at this point, it's just learning more about what the Metroids are and why they exist and what they were for. It is was such an interesting thing to happen, and this music was such a perfect pairing for that. You know, there isn't much else I can add. Um, honestly, you really, really kind of tackled it all there. Uh, the few things I can add really are just kind of, I feel like no duh things like, um, yeah, the, the idea that this track is introducing you to what will eventually kind of feel like a cinematic, um, score or soundtrack, whatever you want to call it is, is absolutely right. Like, you know, right out of the gate, boom, here we are. The, um, the very simple, like... Uh, yeah, the, the very simple timpani to give it, I guess, a militaristic feel, which I always think denotes a kind of, this is very serious, everyone pay attention kind of thing. Um, so, you know, right right there on the top, boom, nailed it. You know, 
and and yeah, like this whole idea of um, what did you say? Like the uh, the the female kind of chorus uh, being a kind of through line for a lot of it. But of course, again, to to what you said before, it also has the um, the feel of a cinema of a or, excuse me of a of a score for a cinema. You know, you think of like. And, and I only say this because it just, it just happened, but um, Ennio Morricone and his scores, you know, he always had some kind of woman singing or something, and it, it makes it this very big sweeping thing. So, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, look at that little puddle, and you step in, you fall in. This is, this is what this game is. It's so immersive. It's so big. You have no idea. I, I know I had no idea how big this game was going to be when I first started playing it, and, and I was happy. I never wanted it to end. And you know, then hmm. and, and and you're sunk in with all this music too. You're sunk in with this great game, but you're you're sunk in with this great music too. And it's never, you know, I always talk about loops getting annoying. I never once think I thought about the music, you know, in a way that I was like, oh god, I need to get out of this area because ugh, this song. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. There was none of that. Um, I know what you're talking about. You, you get to a spot in, spot in the game and you're like, I was just experiencing this the other day. I'm playing through uh, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and mm. I don't remember exactly what number dungeon it is that I'm on, but the music, I could not stomach another second of this music. It is awful. It is obnoxious. It's this really short loop that just... It's whining at me, and I just wanted to <laughs> punch it in its face. I hated it, which is a shame because it was a pretty cool dungeon. Like, outside of that, it had a lot of neat puzzles and stuff in it. If there was good music, I would have been enjoying myself quite a bit, except there wasn't. It was awful, and that kind of stuff really really kills a lot of momentum in games, mm-hmm. but that yeah, yeah. never happens in Super Metroid. Never. So moving on to the second track we're going to listen to is called Rival. Um or at least it's called Rival according to what I have. I don't know. Um, the, 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 this, when choosing the tracks to listen to tonight, it was, it was a bit of a challenge because there are, there are like, there are no bad songs on the soundtrack. So I wanted to, I wanted to pick what was the best representation of what this game does best. And I think Arrival was a kind of a strange choice, or at least some might consider it to be a strange choice, but I do think it's a very pivotal and important song because it's not much of a song. But what's there is so very effective at doing what it does. I, I just thought it was important. So let's go ahead and listen to uh, this track, which is the the music that plays when you first show up on Planet Zebus. So this is after the uh, after the uh, Sarah Station has exploded. You follow Ridley back to Zebus, the the home of the first Metroid. Which boy, when I tell you that that this whole segment blew my mind, <laughs> seeing that. Those areas from Metroid 1 all redone in 16-bit was really just, just something special. But anyway, this is Arrival. Enjoy.
Alright, that is a rival, uh, particularly the version with the storm, because there is a um there's another version of the song that doesn't have the rain sound in the background, but that that thunder crashing towards the beginning of the track is just so iconic because that's when she comes out of the ship. And it's just such a badass moment because it's pouring rain and she comes out of the ship looking all awesome and then just like the lightning and the thunder and it's kind of queued up in this perfect point in the song. And it's not, like I said before, it's it, it's kind of a nothing song. Like when you really think about it, there's not a lot going on. But what it's doing is creating this amazing atmosphere and it's using that that vocal chorus sound again, but it's using it incredibly low. It's bringing it all the way down to give it this really, really intense uh, a feeling of importance uh, it adds so much gravity to what's going on and it sets this perfect creepy mood because in every in the, the the two metroid games before this you were always alone but you weren't alone there was all sort there's all manner of, of manners of creatures around you know you'd start metroid and there's gamers you know and zoomers all over the place you start metroid 2 and there's stuff jumping up and down you start this game and you get to this planet it is pouring rain and there is nothing <laughs> there's not a soul to be found and you know that something's here because you followed Ridley here and obviously you're playing a video game and it would be weird if it was completely <laughs> desolate but it puts you on edge man it did such a great job of that yeah absolutely um, I was definitely one for playing video games in the dark you know I talked about my sounds oh my god this game in the dark you're mm-hmm. so right yeah so this this opening sequence again when you land and yeah, you're absolutely right. It's such a badass moment in, in video game history. Like, what? She, you know, she slides up out and she's front facing, you know, and you get like a full look at this armor and in all its, you know, uh, upgraded graphics glory. And yeah, and oh, I love that sequence. And you're right. You, you you come off the ship and you run in either direction. There's nothing. There's no enemies. You're you're like you're so trigger happy and ready to go. And there's nothing. Uh huh. And this music plays to it. Like you're you're expecting something. Like I as a gamer was expecting something to jump out. I was expecting some kind of something. Like it's there's something here. It's it's got to be. Like I'm 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 missing something. <laughs> you know. And you got the little map in the corner and it's showing you like there's more places to go. And I'm like but. Oh, so you go and you, you 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 run through this place and you fall down and then you, you fall down this this cave and you open up a door and then boom you're in the ending sequence to metroid mm-hmm. you're like as soon as that door opened up and there's smoke everywhere and the whole place is wrecked because you set off a freaking bomb at the end of metroid i was like oh my god i know this room very well mm-hmm. and here it is all wrecked and destroyed this is what my bomb did to that place and yep. this music is still running and running and then you go all the way down to the bottom and you get to the next room just where it was before the corpse of mother brain sitting right there and all the broken uh, little things you had to blast her with your missiles but then you get to the next room and there's a functional elevator and the lights are on I was like oh wait what <laughs> the restoratorian is blocked off somebody fixed this <laughs> Yep. Interesting. And so you take the elevator and it brings you down to the very first spot from the very first Metroid in Brinstar. And I'm like, <gasps> okay, is the morph ball to the left? Yes, it is. And you get the morph ball and that's when something jumps out at you because that little light you didn't see in the corner yep. just turns on. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you're like, ah, what is that? And you're running around. And you're like, morph ball out of there. What the heck was that? What the heck was that? 
Mm-hmm. And so you're running around, you're, you're figuring stuff out, you find some missiles because you don't have your bombs yet, and then another one of those little light things turns on, and then you go upstairs, and then all the lights are totally on now, and you go through the next door, and then, you know, space pirates everywhere. And as much as I love that song that came, that came next, I decided to pass on it because uh, I, I was... Because there's so many other songs to get to, and we only have so much time, um, uh, and it's, it, it's an iconic song. But I just I thought that Arrival was a little bit more important because uh, that's you know the the oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know I, I do a great great <laughs> rendition of it, but that that's that song is very iconic. But I just thought Arrival was a bit more important. But at any rate, uh, let let us move on. Um, yes. So the next track that I chose was my favorite song in the game and what showed me that this game was going to continue to shock and amaze me at every turn um, was uh, Brinstar overgrown with vegetation area which is what this track is called for some reason <laughs> but uh, um, it's very this on is, the nose uh, this is the, um, the the area in the game where you go down you go down the elevator after getting through that that opening sequence that looks like the criteria you know that's the criteria the, the the bluish soil and whatnot you make your way to the bottom and you go to this underground just plants everywhere and this music is so freaking cool man it's so cool uh, so let's just give it a listen here is Brinstar from Super Metroid enjoy.
songs that give you chills ah <laughs> yeah you go <laughs> oh man um i really appreciate that song a lot i was thinking about the loop of it and i kind of when i listen to this stuff i can see the waveform because i'm playing it off of a different place and i see the waveform and i just kind of said to myself oh crap i didn't even notice it loop how long is you know the loop but it's like a good minute and a half and that's really impressive because at that point you think to yourself, well, why didn't you just write a, a full song? You know, but you can't because, you know, you're, you're running around these these um, these screens, these doors, whatever. You're going to be in there for God knows how long. So you can't just write a song and start to finish. You just make some loops. And like these loops are great. Like this one, not a ton of dynamic, but simply driving. And then where it where it does its thing is like those little like uh again to 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 steal from you the the voices the voice patch uh being played so you get that the the female voices the you know that i was that was a great rendition matt good job um but (laughs) you know those those parts too like they really add a certain what's the word uh like a driving pace to this like like you want to i feel like the music is almost dictating that you be as cool as the armor is and you like run and jump and you shoot stuff and you're like action hero i feel like the music does that to me when i hear it i'm like yeah i just want to tear through this place and it's like no man you gotta slow down there's hidden stuff there's what's that thing over there the map says or something you know it's just just a jeez it's just such a good track like i can't i can't I can't say it enough. I uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it is hard to put into words, which is why I defer to you. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were just so afraid. You said you had chills. I just, I, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Um, gotcha. It's um, I love the the panning, you know, that goes back and forth. Yes, yes, that's that's super cool. Um, and uh, I remember I I had my Super NES hooked up to a stereo system. When I was a, a kid, and uh, I, I when I first really heard that, I thought that was really incredible. Just uh, listening to that 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 sound go back and forth. But yeah, it was unexpected because this song is a lot more nineties um, cool than most of the rest of the soundtrack. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, that, that that lead synth is a little buzzsawy. 
uh-huh and the um the 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 orchestra hits the dum dum but it yeah. works it absolutely 115% works <laughs> and uh just thinking of this area like the the plant area was cool but then when you get into that pink area where it's like snowing in the background yes oh my goodness just incredible just the, everything all the design of this game is so sick ah oh, out of control <laughs> I love it. Let's keep going. Yes, sir. Uh, so the next song I picked was uh, Small Boss Confrontation. Uh, I really like this song because it is it is a weird song to pick for boss music because it's so mysterious and somewhat playful almost. It's mm-hmm. a weird track, and it's one of the reasons I picked it because it just goes to show how varied this soundtrack is. So here is Small Boss Confrontation. Enjoy. This was the perfect mini boss music for uh, the first mini boss you face in this game, which is um, uh, what is the name of that thing? It's uh, got all the 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 plant thing with all the spores. The, right. I think it's just called Spore Spawn. Um, where it's just that this head, giant head on a vine that's like waving like make moving like in an infinity pattern back and forth across the screen and you can there's a couple of safe spots that you can hide in and and then when he opens up his mouth you got to shoot it with missiles on the inside there and it's it was such a ridiculous moment because again with this game just completely showing that you don't know what to expect you just don't know what it's going to do uh, with with anything, and especially with bosses, because you get to this first major boss-type character, and it's 
this invincible thing that doesn't involve getting in there and, and really kicking kicking butt. It just gets in there and insists on patience. And uh, <laughs> setting this, setting that fight to this music was a, a stroke of brilliance because if it had this more energetic music, then it would really, it would just would have, the whole battle would have taken on this very different tone. But when you get there, it is all about patience. And um, the second time this song is used, uh, when you're fighting the, the dragon thing in Meridia, that's, uh, I think it's called a, a bot. Batwoon, if I'm not... I could be thinking about a different character. I'm pretty sure this song was only really used twice in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're fighting that dragon, that's a that's a weird one. That's the one spot where I think maybe this music doesn't fit because that's a but much more action-packed fight. It, you know, it's this, this dragon that's like popping out of these different holes and you don't really want to be patient with it. Um, in fact, if you just bust out the super missiles, you can beat it very quickly. Um... But for this particular scene, uh, I think this song is a, a, a amazing. Uh, you know, I'm listening to this thinking to myself, how the hell did I not come up with this for like our one of our Halloween episodes? Because I think this track is pretty effing creepy. Um, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. Everything you said is, is absolutely true. A, a boss that requires a little more patience. Um, you know, going back to what I was saying about you just want to run and gun through things and you really can't. Not necessarily with this game. Um. Yeah, that that boss fight was fairly memorable uh, to me. Uh, the music was definitely part and parcel to it, but that boss fight was very interesting for me. Um, just a beautifully crafted piece of music, and to me, is a testament that less is more. There isn't anything going on there. It's just kind of this creepy, you know, appreciated um, piano piece. Not, and, and that's really it and then and that's all you needed that's all you needed to create it to create the atmosphere to create such an atmosphere of um uh, of gameplay like i i yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know man you know you, you talk i painted i just talked myself into a corner but no it's it's a brilliant piece of music there's no dynamic to it doesn't need to be it's this like it's almost like a one note song straight through but it it it's it's borderline atmospheric at a point because you've heard it so much and it drones but not never in that bad way yeah it's very very backgroundy it's got a kind of an unsettling rhythm to it you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not it just doesn't feel straightforward yeah it's quite nice and speaking of tracks that are not straightforward this next one is called silence and this is uh an, another rendition of one of the tracks from the original Metroid, uh, one of Hip Tanaka's songs. This is the uh, music that that plays in like uh, a room where you get um, you find a new weapon with the Chozo statue, or if there's like a this doesn't always play in the map rooms. No, so it's pretty much just the rooms that have Chozo statues in them. Uh, and it's a it's it was a weird tune in Metroid. It's a weird tune here, but I really <laughs> liked it, and it's super short, so I figured I'd squeeze it in. So here is Silence. Enjoy. Thank you. 
We're sorry, but the number you have dialed is out of service. <laughs> God, it does kind of sound like dial tone, doesn't it? That's wacky. A little bit. But look, I made a joke, but absolutely, that is my favorite room in the game. I, I, There's something so great about that piece of music. I honestly think that my love for electronic and industrial music comes from this soundtrack because that background kind of low end mm-hmm. whatever rumble buzz whatever you want to call it the wave whatever it is it's in a lot of you know that kind of electronic dark music and i love that stuff it evokes such a like a <clears throat> inside of me and then just the bleeps and bloops like who doesn't love some bleeps and bloops <laughs> but they're not you know they're not the cheesy chip tune bleeps and bloops they they sound genuinely like instruments or, uh, you know, a console of some sort. Yeah, like it, they sound kind of computery, like technologic-y. Technologic-y. There's, there's one for you. <laughs> You're welcome. Write that one down. Hey, look, if uh, irregardless is officially a word now, no, which it's, it's not. not. Wait, is it is it really like in the dictionary? It's in the dictionary now. Stop. Irregardless is in the dictionary. Just like literally, ha- literally is defined as figuratively now because people have misused the word so long. That's in the dictionary too. Oh my god! Because words don't have a meaning. Words don't mean anything anymore. They they just don't have meaning. You just say this. They say the wrong words over and over again. I'm on this tangent. Not even remember where I was going. So, blah. Um. So angry. I had it. I had where you were going because I felt it. Um. Whatever it was. Technologically. It was Technology. Yeah, tech, yeah, very technology-y. There you go. There it is. That's a um, word now. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. <laughs> um, <laughs> it lent itself to what essentially is a sci-fi game. I, I, it's, it's a sci-fi horror game that is masked as an action-adventure game, if you ask me. Just the way, like, people tend to forget that the first Alien is actually a horror film, you know? Do people forget that? I think they do. I think they think of it as a sci-fi, strictly as a sci-fi. But it's hmm. like sci-fi horror. I don't know. Maybe the people yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe I need new friends. I don't know. I, I don't I don't talk much about Aliens. I've never been a huge fan because I'm not a horror fan. So when I saw Alien and Aliens, I was like, I no. I mean, I get it, but no. This hmm. is not for me. Okay. All right. Learn something new every day. Anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on, huh? Let's 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 keep this going. Yes, um, yes, yes. Oh, this is one of my favorite songs. Uh, this next is a uh, uh, Brinstar, the Red Soil Swampy Area, uh, or mm. AKA Brinstar Depths, is what I've always known this song to be called. This is a wonderful song for a wonderful area, the creepy red area where you get the uh, the spacer beam and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And love this. I love this song. There's a great rendition of it in. Um, I think we listened to the rendition of this from Metroid Samus Returns back when we did our Metroid 2 comparison episode. Uh, uh, probably. Re- either way, this is a wonderful song. One of my favorites in the game. Here is Brent Star Depths. Enjoy.
about Brinstar Depths. Some magnificently creepy song. I love it. I love it. I love it. What do you think, Matt? Oh, absolutely. There's there's nothing more ominous than this track, really. Like when it comes to video game music, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything more ominous than this piece of of video game music. It starts off. I I love. I love everything this song does. It starts off again ominous, and then it throws in these pieces. Right, you're thinking like, oh, it's just gonna be kind of ambient, you know, whatever that's gonna fall into the background. And then no, it doesn't. These, you know, the piano part comes, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's it's actually significantly louder in my opinion than than kind of what's going on. Um, you know, then you get the the female chorus again. Uh, uh, it, it's just this like threatening piece of music. If that's if that's possible, you know, and, and I I'm pretty sure you know exactly what I mean. Um, it's just such a good piece of music. Like, I want so bad in my lifetime for there to be a Metroid movie, and I would love to be the person that actually brings it to the screen whether it's a series or a film um i would love to be that person and like i see it in my head like this the i see samus's helmet and like a glint off the helmet and then something rises up in front of her and just it's massive it's so much bigger than her and i I see it so bad and i want it to be so real but i know that you know whoever touches it's gonna suck ass and I'm going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> but but that lend again the idea that this soundtrack was is so cinematic. It allows me to not play the game but still see things in such a cinematic way mm-hmm. outside of its original intended purpose. Uh, of course if you know that was the intended purpose to be detached from the game and listen to and appreciate it then you know you've hit the bullseye but but that being said like I just hear these songs and I just I see these things in my head and I'm like yes 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 and it's just great it's just a testament to like uh, it's just a testament to the soundtrack and the creativity of the composers like like get the hell out of here man just get out of here <laughs> you're absolutely right this um I, I definitely got a lot less I definitely got some ominous out of this don't don't get me wrong I got a lot more mysterious exploratory kind of vibes out of this like mm-hmm. okay what's over there you know <laughs> like not necessarily a because this was the area where you where you um yeah you, know, you fall down super far and there's a bunch of those um i think they're just called zoomers going back and forth and you're like got it ice beams around here somewhere because i've played metroid before and i know what, i know what this is about i know how i'm mm-hmm. supposed to get out of here so that's cool but then you run through meridia briefly yeah, and like you don't even realize it unless you're looking at the map and you're like, wait a minute, my map just changed to a different area, and you run through that tube and everything's underwater, and it's like, what? Yeah, the heck? how big is this game? And it was uh, it was such a great feeling, and then um, you know, this is where that hidden entrance is to get to Craid's area and whatnot. Oh, bleh. but there's just something really delightfully eerie about this song. Um. Uh, less about like impending doom and more about just overall eerie solitude curiosity um, perhaps a curiosity uh, but also like just a bit of a sense of dread because there's not a lot of like super aggressive enemies here 
unless you get close to them you know like this is where you first encounter those like grasshopper looking things that latch onto you or there's those little like um teethy toothy plant monsters that are like sitting at the bottom (laughs) of the screen and Mm -hmm. it's like they're just sitting there chomping if you go don't go anywhere near them they won't do anything but you get close to them they're gonna drag you right into the water and chew on you for a bit so um i just love this piece it's just amazing Ah, but the night must go on, and so must we. So, the next song we're going to listen to is a hard changeover, uh, stylistically speaking, and this is Big Boss Confrontation. Uh, this is uh, quite literally Big Boss when you get to Kraid, um, which uh, is weird. This is a strange song to me. Uh, it's the instrument choice is a bold one, and it just barely teeters on being silly. But it it works, especially when you think about the the placement of it with Kraid, um, because it works for a physically large boss. Uh, and Kraid is just this big, fat monster. And I loved that. I loved that thing because it was a whole fake out. It was it was designed like if you'd never played any Metroids before, this is your first one, especially if you go back now, you're not going to get much out of this you're not going to get as much out of this confrontation of, of just how impressive it is. But if you're somebody like me who lived and died Metroid and Metroid two, um, and you remember Kraid very specifically as this creature that was a certain size and you go down this hallway that looks kind of like where you were fighting Kraid in the original Metroid. And then a Kraid shows up that is about the same size as the Kraid from the original Metroid. And you beat the crap out of him real quick. And I was like, huh? Well, that was somewhat disappointing, uh, and then I moved on. I, I was just like, oh, it's great, it's great, all right, that's why this music's weird, all right, let's do it. He's dead. Huh. Well, that was a lot easier than I expected. Well, he looked really cool, huh? That was a really nice design. And then you get to this room, and the door closes behind you, and everything's kind of eerie and quiet until everything starts shaking, and this music plays, and the biggest boss I'd ever seen in a video game shows up. Uh, and it's amazing. So here is Big Boss Confrontation. Enjoy. That is some effective boss music right there. Uh, well, I was all I was gonna say is once again, how have we not thrown this in the mix of boss music? Well, because we haven't done a boss music episode yet. Good point. Carry we on. We keep talking about doing it. <laughs> as soon as we do, you better believe this will be in there. Oh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be the first track, the middle track, and the last track. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, and it does what my favorite boss oh, music yeah. does, where it messes with the time signature. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just briefly, it just kind of messes with a uh, it messes with you there to keep you mentally off guard. It's so good, and that like what is that a 
distorted saxophone. I don't know what that main, <laughs> what that main instrument's supposed to be. It's an but ewe. it does borderline on silly. But it's like, great is this big fat sloppy thing, and it's like this music really fits that. And yeah, oh yeah. Then when it's recur, when it recurs later in the game, it works. You know, because Fantoon is also this like weird tentacly gross thing and then Crocomire is like well you've heard this music before by the time you get to Crocomire and so it, it definitely has the appropriate amount of dread behind it because when you're fight when you're fighting something and this music is happening you know that it's a serious deal mm-hmm. and that Crocomire fight was one of the most memorable things in that game where you fight him and you, you keep shooting him in the mouth and he backs off and you're trying to knock him into the lava and you eventually do and he starts screaming and then the skin melts yes. off his face and you're like what did I oh <laughs> that's so good that's like my favorite part of the whole game oh, I remember really when I, top I five that, moments top five I so did that good. recently and I was just like oh so cool man because, I mean, you've knocked Bowser into the lava hundreds of times in your life by this point, right? Yeah. You know, Super Mario 1, just have, knocked, you've always thrown Bowser in the lava, but you've never seen something claw its way back out <laughs> and watch its skin melt off. Like, yeah. holy heck, this was serious business. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, you don't bat an eye at it this nope. day and age, but man, yeah, no. back then, I had never seen anything like it, and it really, really knocked knocked my pants off. Hey, now. You know. Well, continuing on, uh, the next track that we're going to be listening to is Theme of Samus Aran's Space Warrior. Um This is the this is the music that plays when you come back to um the criteria later in the game. Uh, it's also in the area where you're heading toward the wrecked ship. Mm-hmm. Um It's an interesting tune. It's a very it's a it's a slower tune than a lot of the other music in in this game and it's definitely um it definitely fits the area it's very stormy but it's somewhat like all right we're getting things done <laughs> so uh let's go ahead and give it a listen this is theme of samus aaron enjoy
so that is the uh, the theme of Samus Aran, or at least uh, according to this, it is. Uh, I feel like there was another song called Theme of Samus Aran that's not this one. Hmm. Uh, according to at least according to the Smash Brothers soundtrack, but regardless, it's a it's a, it's a pretty good song. You know, the boy we get the we get those timpani back from the beginning of the game, and mm-hmm. it's a you know somewhat triumphant. I I, I dig this one. I thought it was an important track to listen to. Uh, I agree with you with the triumphant uh, element. That's, it is great, in fact, to hear the timpani back again. Um, I think that's what lends itself to its uh, triumphantness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a new word for you. Um, it 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 definitely feels very important. Like we're on to important things. We're getting there. We're we're making progress. Um, it, it definitely makes me feel that um, forward momentum kind of stuff but it's also definitely again because I think because of the timpani it still feels very militaristic in its own way mm-hmm. um, yeah that's all I really got to say about it yeah I guess I don't have a ton to say about this one either no I don't, I don't know that there's much it might be overthinking it in doing so well then let's go underwater to Meridia oh uh, uh, is- yeah Otherwise known as Meridia Rocky Underwater Area, this is a this is a really creepy song, <laughs> and I love it. It's so perfect for a creepy underwater area. It's so good. So let's go to listen. Here is Meridia. Enjoy.
so, um... I believe this is the area you get to after the wrecked ship, which didn't feature much in the way of music. Mm -hmm. So when you finally get down to Meridia, and it's like... Because <laughs> you're in this like partially underwater, it's all it's it's a different color scheme than you've seen in the game so far, mm -hmm. and it's just eerie. This music is so beautifully atmospheric. Mm -hmm. The instrument choices are beyond spot on. It's just amazing. It's just simply amazing. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. Um, a a good portion of the soundtrack is like borderline atmospheric right and this is the perfect example of that i mean there's plenty of good examples of that in this this whole uh com you know uh complete soundtrack but this is one of those ones where it's like it's borderline atmospheric but yet there's still like a melody to it and it really just encapsulates the idea of this almost abandoned planet this abandoned Ooh, excuse me. This abandoned area. And if it isn't reflected in the visuals, it's absolutely reflected in the audio in, in this track. Like, like holy crap. I'm, again, another track that I'm sitting here going, how come I didn't think of this for the Halloween episode? This is really creepy. It is really creepy. I don't know, man. A bad memory, I guess. <laughs> it's just, it's not one of those ones that... that pops out of my head when I think of nah, it's spooky true. and scary, you know? Mm. But it's a brilliantly creepy song. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sticking with the creepy train, the next song is creepy <laughs> in a very different kind of way. Uh, this is the uh, this is Ridley's hideout, the ancient ruins area of Norfair, um, where you, you went to Norfair earlier in the game, and the music was pretty straightforward. Very good. Uh, but pretty straightforward. But then you get to this, and this song is, again, unlike anything else that's in the soundtrack, and it is imposing. Uh, so let's give it a listen. Here is Norfair Ancient Ruins Area from Super Metroid. Enjoy. Oh, 
Yes, this is a such a brilliant example of something that builds but already starts off with an insane amount of intensity. That that constant drum banging is like you get there and that just over and over again is like okay, this is already pretty intense, but it manages to subtly build itself up with each passing loop just adding another instrument, another layer, another instrument, another layer until it's just this chorus, literally a chorus of just like singing this amazingly horrifying music at you while there's lava everywhere and some of the strongest enemies in the game trying to attack you. It's just amazing. Just amazes me every time I hear it. It's such a, and it's so cool to hear new music like this so late in the game. Like this is you get to you, just when you think you've done, you've gotten to all the areas, and you're, you've heard all the music before the last area in the game. It's like, no, we're gonna hit you with a whole other layer. You thought Norfair was hot before. This is the <laughs> hotter part of Norfair, where everything wants you dead. Like there are no passing creatures that just want to like subtly pass you by. Everything wants to murder you, <laughs> including the fire. It's so cool, and this song is just freaking intense. Love it. Yeah, this this song is like the embodiment of everything you just said about that level. There, There's just... It's unrelenting in it's like just kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Imposing. It, it, just, it just feels like an imposing piece of imposing composition. And but there's also the other half of it because this is the area where you get the screw attack and you become a spinning murder machine yourself. <laughs> yes. So it's like, this is all like terrifying and whatnot, but then you get the screw attack and you're the terrifying thing now. And it's yes. like, you've got the gravity jump and the screw attack and you can infinitely spin and just destroy darn near everything in the area. And this music works to in, on that level too of like, this was all terrifying before, and yes, you slip up and you could very easily die really quickly, but at the same time, now this music is playing because the Space Pirates, as later proved in uh, Metroid Prime, one of my favorite things about it, are terrified of you. They call you the Hunter because of this, mm-hmm. because of this area and the screw attack and how obs- obscenely powerful you are by the end of this game. Oh my oh, god, oh, it's so yeah. good. Oh yeah. It's so good. I think that's my favorite part of this game is just like as you pick up these power-ups just how almost unfair it becomes <laughs> but but then you have to stack up against that final boss and it's like an even playing field again, you know. But yeah, this 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 track, this level, this game, this soundtrack, this 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 that. It's just it's just too good. Just too freaking good. Well, speaking of too freaking good, man, I'm good at these segues tonight. This next track is one that we've listened to on the show before. We listened to it for the um, uh, the Smash Brothers episode because there is an amazing rendition of it. But you know what? This is the original. This is where this song comes from. This is the Ridley theme, as it's been uh, it has been associated with Ridley um, very much uh, going forward after this game. But this was just this was just the terrifying boss music uh, in this game and. Oh, it's so good. It's too good. In fact, I almost don't want to listen to it because I might die. But Lies. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lies. Big Boss, yeah, lies and fabrications. I want to listen to it always. Here is Big <laughs> Boss Confrontation, the Ridley, the Ridley theme from Super Metroid. Enjoy. <laughs> get a whole lot better than that nah it really doesn't it's so good the volume and, control I, the, mm. the the panning oh my God, the intensity the, <laughs> the the dynamic of it especially with the volume control how it's it's really intense and pulse pounding and it comes down but it's still intense and, pulse pounding. and then it comes back up and it's oof. Mm. now that's what i call music volume seven yeah <laughs> <laughs> No joke, though. This is absolutely just... It's so good. It's so good. It really, really But is if you so want to hear us drone on and on about it, you could hear us hear that in one of our Smash Brothers episodes, because, you know... Also true. That happened. That, that happened. Uh, that, that definitely happened. Well, that brings us to the last song of the evening uh, before we bid you adieu. Uh, and what an adventure it's been. This last song is uh, one of the last uh, original pieces that, that plays in the game uh, for one of the most iconic boss battles in all of video game history, and that is Mother Brain. You get through Torian, which just sounds like a bunch of like <laughs> just weird noises and stuff, uh, and you get to a very familiar room with a very familiar Mother Brain, and I remember getting there, and you, it's it's a it's different enough, right? You're you're just pumping missiles into Mother Brain over and over again, and the glass is shattering around her, and she's making these horrible noises. And it's like it's hard, like it was in the original Metroid. Not quite as hard because you're so much more powerful now, and you have so much more control over your own maneuverability. But it was still pretty tough. But as she blew up, I was just like, this isn't it. I remember what happened with Crate uh, earlier in this game. There's no way this is it, and. As the quote-unquote corpse of Mother Brain sits there on the floor, then all of a sudden this music kicks in and she stands up and she's this giant freakish monster that has one of the most devastating sounding attacks. Mm-hmm. You can't, I can't possibly recreate it on this show. <laughs> like I just, even if I went and played the sound effect, there's nothing that just. There's, there's no way to really recreate it without actually playing it because it just you feel it you feel it in your teeth when you play it it's <laughs> you're fight you're just shooting mother brain over and over and over and over and over again you have no real there's no way to tell how well you're doing against her you have no idea how much health this thing has you're pumping every single weapon you have into her face and once you get to a certain point in the battle she just closes her eye 
and this charge you see her charging up this electricity this energy in her head and no matter where you are on the screen this death beam just hits you but it doesn't just hit you it holds you it pushes you again you can walk all the way to the other side of the screen and she will hit you no matter where you are and pound you against the wall and these explosions are going all over you all over your body and it pushes you up the wall just the sheer force of this insane blast and your health is just draining (laughs) faster than you've ever seen it just like and you're just being the the force of the laser beam pushing you up the wall was just and this ear splitting screeching noise that just oh my god it's amazing and the whole time this slow death march music is playing in the background and it's just insane so let's give it a listen here's mother brain enjoy Just unsettling. <laughs> to say the In very the least. Best way possible, but it is unsettling. Oh, absolutely. I love it. it. You know, I was sitting here listening to it thinking this is in league with tracks like, with, with, with compositions like the theme from Jaws and the shower scene from Psycho. Like, it's right on there with those stabs, those big shrill stabs and sweeps. Like, ooh. It's it's so again imposing the the big like kettle drum boom boom you know the Vikings yelling you know stroke and you know big sh- warships coming it's like everything you could possibly think of 
like to usher in death and despair and doom and just dread. It's all in that piece. The low end of that song has such a level of dread to it. I think listening to it again, just hearing it again for the first time in I don't know how many years, instantaneously brought me back. And I I don't get anxiety. I'm not one of these anxious people, per se. But there are moments in video games that I, like, hold my breath you know, to concentrate more or, or, you know, move the controller further over because it'll make me go faster. One of those weird, you know, all those weird video game things. But this definitely took me back to a, a moment where... In, vi- in my video gaming career where I think I was probably my most anxious. And I think it had a lot, a lot to do with this track. Well, I... I... <sighs> this song is, uh, I don't know, I mean, I already said a lot about it before it played, but yeah, it's, uh... It's like it's yelling at you (laughs) the whole time. It's like the song is just yelling at you the whole time. Like, even when Mother Brain isn't screeching at you, Mm -hmm. the music is. And, like, even when the baby Metroid comes in and takes care of business and then Mother Brain... Mother Brain kills the baby Metroid. It's the saddest noise in the history of games. That screech is like, no, no, oh, don't, no. <sighs> this was a heck of a ride, man. <laughs> and, but, you know, to go back to what you said to the beginning, in the beginning about a game telling you a story without any dialogue, without any cutscenes, to really live through this uh, whole chapter, you know, of, of in the Metroid series, so, to kind of feel the ups and the downs, and then this is its, like, climactic you know, ending, like, it's just perfect musically, sonically, it's just perfect. And and I totally forgot to uh, kind of mention, but you did definitely uh, kind of hit it with a hammer. The idea that you're listening to this track and this, this track is screeching and stabbing at you the whole while the visual of the mother brain extended is screaming and stabbing at you. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It's it's literally like a case of one hand knowing what the other hand is doing and just being like high fiving the whole time, just like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> out of control, man. Out of control. This is uh this is a good trip. This is a good time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the suggestion. It was it was a it was a fantastic pick. Well, I had a I had a plethora of good choices to pick from. So, well, uh, <laughs> I added like. Forty more while we were doing this episode. <laughs> oh, is that what all that typing was? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just me going through like, oh man, we should do this one and we should do this one. <laughs> good, uh, good times. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's going to be our show. Um, join us next time when Matt and I are going to listen to what I think might actually be our first Nintendo DS game. Mm. Uh, I can't think of another one that we've done off the top of my head. I might be wrong, but either way, it's one of my favorite DS games, and I haven't listened to the soundtrack in total, nor played the game in way too long. And uh, I might have to do something about that after we finish uh, finish this episode, because it's got an amazing soundtrack. We're going to listen to Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Hell yeah! <laughs> what a great game. Oh, I'm mad excited. soundtrack. I am. Uh, 
Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, great. Cool. I'm like, I'm grinning like an idiot. Okay, great. I spent so much time loving this game when it came out, and it's I, I keep rebuying it when it gets ported to new platforms and not playing it like a dummy. Uh, and I really think that this is something I want to do with my time uh, sooner than later. So that's what our next episode is going to be. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, I'm very excited. As always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the games we discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback Forum page on Facebook. Uh, just search for Waveback on Facebook. You'll find out more information on our next games as well as a nice convenient place to talk about them. And you can do so even more rapidly over on our Waveback, uh, what is it, a Discord channel on the Geek Aid Discord server. Yeah, we have lots like of that. fun and exciting conversations over there. Uh, so if you're on Discord, hit us up there. If you're on Facebook, go 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 there. It's it's good times isn't for everybody. Uh, of course, <laughs> you can still send us an email at mail at geekate.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Uh, and be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. I would also like to humbly ask, request anybody to review our show. Uh, if you're on whatever podcast service you're on if you could leave a review it apparently does a whole lot to make this show more discoverable and i i'm really proud of what we do here and and i love the 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 communication we have in our audience and i'd love to expand that as as much as possible and and leaving us reviews on places like itunes really goes a long way so thanks anyways uh so we're gonna leave you with the uh, the ending credits to, to super metroid a uh, phenomenal piece. Uh, I in my track listings. It's just called ending, uh, and it's you know you blow up the whole planet this time, <laughs> just just to be safe. <laughs> I, I love it that you finished that fight with Mother Brain, and you were just like, I remember last time I set a bomb that blew up Torian. Now I'm not taking any chances anymore. I'm setting off all the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, planet goes bye bye. It's fantastic, and this this music is just. It's just a great piece. So that's what you're going home with. Uh, enjoy memories of Super Metroid. If you have any uh, wonderful memories of Phoenix Wright you'd like us to mention on the show next time, please let us know. I'm so excited to go through that soundtrack again. Uh, and have a great night. Thanks for listening. <laughs>